Uh, one thing is important, you keep on dreaming. You dream big, but act small. Welcome back everyone. Thank you very much for joining. I'm here with Francis Nye who has worked in across the spectrum of issues in Hong Kong. Very inspirational. We're talking about how your children drive you to change, the future of millennial purpose, and then how to bring business skills to the social sector for impact. So we hope that you'll enjoy this. If you do, please remember to like, comment, and share. Francis, thank you very much for taking the time to meet with us. Um, Please be fair and maybe introduce yourself and the work that you're doing here at SVHK. Yeah, uh, I'm Francis from Social Ventures Hong Kong. I founded mm -hmm. the organization since uh, 2007. So we are practicing veg philanthropy. We uh, invest, incubate, and invent uh, social innovation in Hong Kong. Okay. Yeah. What is venture philanthropy? What is impact investment? Um, I think those um, are some terminology to explain more briefly. But mm -hmm. I think overall to us, this thing is uh, like an application of all good resources in the community. Mm -hmm. So some capital owner, they don't, they prefer not just writing the check. Mm -hmm. They might want to participate more uh, using, their using their networking expertise, uh, professional volunteers. So people with good ideas, social entrepreneur mm -hmm. or corporate. We try to reshuffle all these resources coming together. So we okay. treat ourselves always to be an aggregator. Okay, so how did you how did you start SVHK? Like, what was your background, and you know, wh why get into the venture philanthropy area when you probably had another business that you were working on? I started with business, mm -hmm. so uh, around 15 years of um, uh, business experiences, um, having two kids. Okay. Then I quit my job. <laughs> uh, partly a lot of self-interest, I mm -hmm. think, to to my uh, kids' future world. So I think that um, the current world is not that, not that good, mm. and also I think uh, we're not using uh, enough idea to work it out. I think we have a lot of resources in the community, mm. but I think we will always just um, prefer to wait for the government to to, to help us. Okay. So I think okay. that's the original idea that we we try to do something else. Okay. I know when you have children, everything changes. So, yes. <laughs> what were the major concerns you had about the world that you were like? You're looking at your kids, going, "Oh my God, I don't know what I'm going to do." Um, after having kids, um, you will reflect. So, um, uh, what is the current world? What is how is the society? You read about some education books about how to teach them, mm. but at the end, of, at the end of the day, I think that uh, it's that um, how you are doing is influencing how their future. Right. So I'm asking right. myself, what is the most important thing to teach them? Mm. I think at the same time, I ask myself whether I'm in, I'm dreaming or not. Mm. Uh, maybe not. I'm uh, helping some rich people to fulfill their dream, okay. which I don't think uh, totally can agree with their dream. Mm. Uh, it's just profit sometimes over purpose. Mm -hmm. So how can we turn it around? Uh, around society we see that um, we're not talking about purpose. So I kind of struggle with this. Like, I really view business as a medium to, I won't say find purpose, but to deliver purpose. At the end of the day, like, you know, what you have here is a community center. People say, oh, it's a nonprofit, but it's still a business. You still have rent and you still have yeah. staff and you have a P&L, like you have everything. The question is, what do you do at the end of the year? Yeah. When you started this, when you started getting into this, obviously you probably had a very different view of what venture philanthropy or whatever, like social entrepreneurship, whatever that it might have been. 
how did you start like kind of starry-eyed and then what do you feel now after you know six to ten years of of being in this in this space yeah i would say at first it's um very static model that we shop around a lot uh, at the world that's seeing french philanthropy how social investing is doing things we're just um trying to form that kind of entity entity to do things mm. but i think along the journey we discovered more um i think could be summarized as the purpose mm. i think at first i think we all remember that uh, when we're doing business, um, doing something in the world, even non-profits, mm -hmm. they got a purpose. Right. But ultimately, we become more resources-driven. We just see something that uh, into more rigid KPIs, mm -hmm. and then we lost something else. Now, when you go back, and actually, I'm going to take you back a little bit. You talk about when we started in business, right? Like, I started in business, I was like, I'm going to change the world, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to grow, and I'm going to grow, and that's like my goal. And then you get a little bit more... Um, practical. Mm -hmm. You start going, wow, I have bills to pay, I have staff to feed. Mm -hmm. you, you become very practical and you don't lose your dream, you don't lose your purpose, but you definitely get into the business and it mm -hmm. becomes a very different thing. Mm -hmm. I found the same thing for social innovation as well. Like, I'm going to save the world, I'm going to help these children, I'm going to educate the elderly, whatever it may be. But then you get into the business side of things. Mm -hmm. How has your own perspective changed from really, you know, kind of idealistic mm -hmm. into the practical. Like what are the practicalities now mm -hmm. that you didn't think you had before? Mm -hmm. So I think um, at first, I think we, we started off with um, dual engine thinking. Mm -hmm. So I think social enterprise is all about social and business. Mm -hmm. So we didn't uh, see that what one thing is more important than the other. Mm -hmm. So when we find this purpose, the social side, how was the problem that we are, um, we are, we are more cared about? I think uh, that's it. So after that, I think we have to hold up to on the business side. Mm. We have to make it sustainable, make mm. it work, yeah. make it um, uh, public mm. so everyone um, gets to know it. So I think um, uh, how to keep the balance is not easy, mm -hmm. but I think always, I think still in 10 years of journey, <laughs> uh, one thing is important, you keep on dreaming. Uh, okay. You dream big, but act small. So we hold up to with persistence on every little thing that we're working on, but every day we still <coughs> try to think about fine-tuning our model. Because we find that if we lost that dream, that could keep us forever. Mm. We lost the momentum. Yeah. So I think that also feeling feeling back alone is um, is the um, the passion. Mm. Uh, where is the passion coming from? Mm -hmm. So every day, I think still we're asking ourselves in the morning, why we're coming in the office again today. Mm -hmm. I think that's the most important questions. If we have that, we will keep on dreaming. We don't mind the the nitty gritty things. We don't mind the hard mm. works. I think um, if we lost it, it's gone. You have a lot of different issues. You have Diamond Cab, which is kind of challenged access, wheelchair access. Mm -hmm. You have Green Monday, Meet. Mm -hmm. um, is it a problem that you're really all over the place? Or do you think that it would be better if you were just focused on one issue? Mm -hmm. Like, is, is part of it because you've got to maintain your passion, you move things around? Or is, it, or is that the best way to, that you think that you can get things done? Um, definitely um, um, a challenge mm. for my team especially. <laughs> Ten meetings in a day, yeah. in the morning you're talking about kids, mm. but the other meetings talking about elderly. Mm. And then we move on to the climate change. <laughs> so we'll keep on shifting. But I think uh, that's exactly our role. Um, we don't need to be under the spotlight. Mm. Someone has to do it. So you're basically investing into other entrepreneurs and their ideas, and then you also start your own. Where does your funding come from? So I think first uh, two or three years is my own resources, mm. my own time, and um, 
days and nights, taking care of kids and then yeah. working on this. But I think later on we got some um, uh, um, philanthropy money mm -hmm. coming in. Mm -hmm. So I think um, all along, I think partially we are relying on these resources right. to build that up. Because okay. they are committed in incubating more social innovations in Hong Kong. Mm -hmm. So we're using that resources. But I, I think along the journey, we also make our own income through some program, okay. some incubation program. Mm -hmm. um, for the deals, we don't um, write on the primarily on the profit. So I think it's not, not a short time that we can get any uh, repay and things. Mm -hmm. But I think whatever we get back, we just put back in the fund. Okay. And so are you making equity investments then? Or are you doing preferred debt or is it grants? Like what's your medium? Mostly equity. Mostly equity, okay. Uh, grant money would say that um, there are a lot of foundations would like to do more new things now. Mm -hmm. So when we, whatever we get things, we yeah. go approach them. Mm. So we um, invest very little in the very early stage. Okay. So that to sustain on the prototype um, stage. Okay. But after that, we try to find co-investments, even in equity as well. Mm. But uh, we have to be the equity stakeholders sometimes because we need to have a say. Yeah. Shape the directions way forward. Yeah, yeah. sure, so sure. That's the model. And actually, you mentioned something that I kind of struggle with, which is they're always looking for something new. Mm. I mean, for me, the problems really never change. So how hard is it for you to focus be it the entrepreneurs or the donors, funders, on just getting the current work done. Mm. Um, like how, do you, how do you manage that? It's difficult. Hmm. I think um, uh, more philosophically, sometimes we follow the flow. So we're seeing that, oh, when one entrepreneur seeing that problem, well, something that we always keep in mind is that apart from the direct impact, which is confined to the scope in, in, within the entity, we always see the indirect impact, mm. the rippling effect. Yeah. How that have an implications for the policymakers, how that with them uh, with an implications to the other industry people, like diamond cap. We still got yeah. diamond caps. Mm -hmm. We got a self-sustainable, mm -hmm. but another taxi license owner built another car fleet with mm. seventy to eighty caps. Wow. So light beat affordable um, mm -hmm. housing model. Right now, a couple of different NGOs replicating it. Yeah. Even in the media, they call. But that's it. okay, right? That, that's what. That's how good. Yeah. Yeah. So what we see is that right now, at the, at the juncture of um, ten years, we're shaping our ten years plan. Mm -hmm. So we're seeing that along the journey, uh, if we talked about housing, mm. if we talked about poverty, um, what what kind of partners we need in that camp? Not all, all the things that we need to invest ourselves. Right, right, right. But we coordinate it as one camp. Yeah. So we need Avengers instead of uh, Iron Man. But fuels your continued dreaming. I mean, you start off, you're really passionate, you meet the challenge, but you still are executing on, the, on a daily basis. Like, what has been your impact so far that you look back and go, I feel really proud about this. Mm. And then do you still look at your kid's eyes and go, hey, I still have a lot of work mm. to do? Um, let's do a lot. Mm. Mm. I think um, also learning from the journey is um, uh, whether change system or change mindsets. So like the interview today, I think mm. uh, using the small works that we have, how can we spread it out? Changing more minds mm -hmm. is so important. I think um, maybe the ultimate goal is changing more mindsets. Mm. So if um, I, I don't see that we need more people quit their job to be social entrepreneur, it's hard. So why we're working on business 2.0 or something else? Well, I think there are a lot of entrepreneurs can work together. So we are definitely in the world, I think the society, we're migrating from 1.0 to 2.0. If 1.0 is more resources driven, 2.0 is more about a shared mindset, mm -hmm. more value driven. But do you see that happening? Like, are people more shared mindset now? Or are they getting more? Because we have so much challenge in the world, we're all pulling back from each yes, other. Yes, yes. Is uh, it mainstream is still not. Mm. But I think all the movements start with um, 
quite a few silly people like that. <laughs> <laughs> so I think uh, we don't we yeah. don't work it out now. now. Mm -hmm. Ten years later, when my kids really grown up, they will not see it. Okay. But I would say that at least the biggest gain that I have in the last ten years, also um, feeling all my passion, is the people that we see. Mm -hmm. uh, I suspect that um, all the people got some good DNA in there. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's just that we don't have um, innovative enough to think about some platform for them to come up. Well, and what's the way to catalyze that? Like, how do you how do you tap into that into that hidden gene or into that to that thing that's just sleeping for right now? Mm -hmm. How do you, how do you drive it? Like, what does it take? Baby step. Uh, Green Monday. Yeah. We're not asking people to be full time vegetarian, although it's um it makes more sense mm. for an individual for their health and things. I myself is a vegetarian now, mm -hmm. but I think we just say one day. And it's just like with one meal. Mm. And by the way, it's a, it's a Beyond Burger. Yeah. It's delicious. It's fulfilling. Mm. So after that, we talked about um, you create an image. Use marketing. Yeah. If a marketing company can get someone to buy a bag which is manufactured in Shenzhen mm -hmm. but paying several tens of thousands of dollars, mm -hmm. how, can, how can we use the same thing to uh, fake people, to mm. get them on board? to try on new things first. Mm. But after that, you tell them, oh, by the way, you are saving the planet now. Mm. All of them will become entrepreneurs. They will internalize with the good habits. So I think these kind of things is what we're learning now. But I think um, all the more, we start with small. Mm. Don't over-demand someone. Start with something, something small. After the engagement, they become part of the adventure team. Mm. That's the more important thing. Okay. And then kind of going back to your marketing, um, what are the tools that you found most reliable, like from your old days in marketing? Like, what, what do you go back to every day in the office and go, yeah, this is what I used to do for this client. We can use that here. Like, are there, are there some standard tools that you've continued using? Um, I think not very formal. I think at the end of the day, I think uh, it's um, more uh, result-driven. But I think one thing that we use a lot, uh, when I'm at the time of um, in, in the business world, I also discovered one new trend that I invented some model is on collaborative marketing. Mm -hmm. But I think collaborative uh, strategies is what we always apply. Basically, it's partnerships. Yeah. Uh, especially social entrepreneurs, I highly encourage you try to build more leverage. Mm. Uh, in, the, in the past, hierarchical world, you find resources, feeding someone intermediary, or finding some partners, paying them, and then work that out. But I think not now. Mm. We're all in a circular um, um, positions. That we come out in the middle, we have the value. People come around. There's no high and low. Yeah. We don't back for resources. Right. They just come, they're fulfilling their own self-resources, uh, mm. self-interests. Mm. So I think we all fulfill thinking about the mutual benefits. We got corporate, they're funding it. They do charity anyways, but I think it's good for your brand. We work on something that um, they don't demand for even. Mm. But for some community people can come in here, they just um, get a service. But yeah. I think no, we take them through to empower them later on. Mm. So I think it's kind of um, um, more, we think about mutual. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Price. sure. So everyone we collaborate, we think about what is their benefit first. Mm. And what are the resources do you think that we're missing right now in the social space? Like mm. if there's things that you could attract business people, of any stripe or something else. I mean, maybe government, maybe other. Like, what what do you think that we're missing? What do you think that could take our take these challenges or the solutions to scale? If there's only one thing that you want me to mention, I would say uh, we have we we need to encourage more links. Mm. We need to build more links. So I think we are not uh, having innovative um, platform enough. 
that uh, to aggregate resources, some kids around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I think, for example, um, Green Monday. Mm. Well, I take that as an example that we, yeah, we can sure. uh, both understand it more, more, more clearly. So I think uh, when we work with some caterers, we think about ways for them to participate. So when we work with some um, um, food manufacturers, we, we think about some of the ways. Mm. So if you create more different vehicles, so that could help them to come in, come on board much easier. Right, right, right. So uh, for funders even, I would say, I, I talk to some funders, uh, if you're funding directly on the impact or entity, social enterprises, um, you can choose to fund the links. Mm -hmm. How can you encourage them to work more with the corporate? So for some early pilot, mm. some innovative, um, I always call it um, infrastructure innovation. Mm. So when you need to invest into innovation, infrastructures. Because right now, we're at the juncture migrating to a new world, yeah. if there's a new world. But I think w if we do not have enough links, we cannot carry the old world mm -hmm. resources or people to come on board. So what, I think that's so much important. I've always understood that people don't really want to invest in the infrastructure, though. Yeah. They want to invest in the shiny building, not in the pipes and the wiring. And the, yeah. you know, like they don't want to invest in research. They want to invest in the program that has no research. Like they want to fund the idea, not the the amount. So, how do you? I mean, because you come from the business world, because you have your own resources, is that where you spend? You build the foundations, and you don't have to worry about what the donors want? We definitely get a better language to talk to them. Mm -hmm. uh, we know people, but I think the most important thing is um, it makes sense for them. Mm -hmm. So I think um, it's around the world, I always say that. Most important thing is the case. How can you illustrate that with them? Mm -hmm. Like SHK, we invested in a lot in the infrastructures. We need to go back to the funder mm -hmm. and educate them and share with them, telling them that that works perfectly. Yeah. So I think uh, without case, it's all empty talks. By the way, I would say that uh, younger generations of some big families, they're changing their mindset. Mm. They don't believe in the name on the building anymore. Oh, okay, okay. So they're migrating into a new generations. Mm -hmm. Within 10 years, I would say a lot of younger generations would take over yeah. um, much of the actually, work. I think that's well. actually how we met, was actually through uh, the Family Business Network. Oh, yeah, yeah. Probably, yeah, I think, yeah, way yeah, back yeah, when, because yeah, yeah, I yeah. spoke with at Bernie's event. Mm. Um, so actually, it's that kind of brings up a really interesting point. Like the next generation of Hong Kong, Hong Kong is a city run by families, largely, right? At least in the business world. As you mentioned, a lot of names on buildings, um, be it the business school or the, you know, the, the different buildings that they own. Well, five, 10 years ago, the, the second gen was either trying to leave the family business, but now they're trying to come back. Like, I know a few people are coming back. Like, what are they doing? Like, what? Why would they want to change now? Like, what? What are you seeing that makes them want to change the family business? Um, I would say, no matter what is their background, mm -hmm. they are all citizens of Hong Kong. Mm. They are all people in the world. So I would say the millennials, especially when they've grown up, they have a lot of educations on a sustainable world, on how to be. Um, building a better society and things. It's in their blood. Mm. So I also, I think they are not the entrepreneur. Uh, they're not that resources driven. They're not that profit driven. Mm -hmm. um, and they see more differently. In terms of wealth, I think they, they would think that oh, I'm okay for the next 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 next, next generations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So why bother? <laughs> that yeah. number is just um, a number in the game. Mm -hmm. So I think for them, the more fulfilling thing is while they are doing their own business or they are do doing their own um, philanthropy, even, 
they want to see the real impact. So I think it's uh, shifting. Mm. But again, I would say that we need more um, infrastructure, mm. more different ways. Okay. Uh, sometimes more cool way. Yeah. When we talked about charity or philanthropy, sometimes it's uh, quite old-fashioned. Right. So we need to move on as well. Okay. Thank you very much for your time. Great. You have a line of kids waiting outside, so I don't want to hold them out. They're like, I want a color. Um, so yeah, right. thank, thank you very you much so for much. your time. Very inspiring. So no, no. great.